This is Chase Edmonds, running back for the Miami Dolphins, and you are listening to Grind Time, powered by Full-Time Fantasy. Go Fins. Welcome in, everybody, to Grind Time. I am your host, Billy Musio, and tonight we're going to be running through the injury recap for Friday, heading into our Sunday matchups, and then we're also going to be answering a bunch of start sick questions for the evening for your fantasy team. So let's go ahead and kick it off with running backs. Brandon Bolden here uh, is going to be doubtful for week two against the Cardinals. Uh, I don't expect um, him to play. Uh, it is a hamstring injury. Uh, we do expect to see um, more work from. Uh, Amir Abdullah and Zamir White. I would anticipate Amir Abdullah taking on more of that passing down work, uh, and and I, I I don't think that uh, Brandon Bolden is going to play. Kenneth Walker is going to making his debut versus my 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 49ers. I uh, do not expect you know a full full workload from him at this point. We're expecting him back sooner rather than we expected, uh, but I do think that we're going to see somewhere in the range of twenty percent snaps from Kenneth Walker. Uh, who who's finally off the Seattle's injury report? This is sooner than we expected, so don't expect a a large workload from Kenneth Walker. Uh, J.K. Dobbins here knee is questionable for week two. He did get in uh, a couple practices this week, so he got in full practices uh, pretty much all week, and and that's all points signing to him making his 2022 debut inside uh, this Baltimore Ravens offense, which is much needed. Looking at the the game, we saw all these backs kind of struggle to get anything going. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is by far the most uh, athletic back inside this backfield. Uh, his presence is much needed in this offense, but I do not expect a full workload here for Dobbins as well. Uh, Mark Ingram, his ankle, he's questionable for week two against the Buccaneers. Uh, he got in limited practices this week, so he's more than likely going to play, uh, which is good news because Alvin Kamara was also on the injury report for his ribs uh, and is questionable for week two as well. Uh, he was held out of practice today and um, yesterday, so uh, I'm assuming this is going to be just snap reps and and making sure that he was going to be able to play here for uh, Sunday. But I, I do expect Kamara to play uh, if it is in limited capacity as well as Mark Ingram. So uh, we do expect both those backs to be on the field. Uh, Najee Harris, surprisingly, was removed from the week two injury report, um, and he is going to be playing versus the Patriots. Um, if you remember, he was on my fade list to begin the season, and uh, I was just not thrilled with uh, this offensive line was not thrilled with this offense, uh, and to see that he is going to be now um, on the field following that foot injury, which looked to be like he re-aggravated that lift strength fracture uh, or sprain, I should say. Uh, it, it's quite alarming, quite frankly, that he's back in for week two. I know he wants to be on the field and he and he wants to be the running back, but um, I would be avoiding him in lineups this week. We saw what happened last week, and and now he's coming off an injury and quite frankly, probably should not be playing. Uh, I know a lot of people have him inside the running back one conversation just because of his massive role, but uh, I would say if you have other options and if they are viable options, I'd be looking at those options inside of your uh, fantasy teams because I'm not trusting Najee Harris here against the Patriots uh, defense and coming off that injury. It's I'd say re-aggravation is definitely likely. 
Uh, Dontre Hilliard hamstring. He did not practice on Friday. So um, there is a, a chance that he does not play on Monday night, but it's also um, just could be them managing his reps going into the weekend. I would say have a backup option in case you are relying on Hilliard. You did not draft him as your starting running back. So more than likely you already have another running back inside your, um, your roster that you're relying on. But uh, if you did have the intention of starting him, I'd have a backup plan because uh, that hamstring. Uh, and if you look at his snap counts, he had under 20% snaps. So it's not like he was on the field all that much. Uh, he did have, you know, the touchdowns, but I would say it's not something that's going to be reoccurring on a regular basis. So I'd be looking elsewhere at the running back position uh, other than Dontrell Hilliard. Uh, Leonard Fournette here, hamstring practice today, but the, the biggest issue is this 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 line, left tackle and right tackle. Uh, one is ruled out, one is questionable. So uh, it's it's this offensive line is definitely becoming troublesome for Tampa Bay. Uh, and and Leonard Fournette, although was able to practice today, and we expect him in the field, um, there's there's kind of a slurry of injuries here that's kind of a mounting for Tampa Bay, and it's going to be something that we need to keep an eye out for. So I'm still starting Leonard Fournette in my lineups. Uh, I want to make sure that that is is noted, especially with the wide receiver cores being banged up with Julio uh, Godwin ruled out, um, and then. Um, Evans also limited, so we'll touch base on the wide receivers for shortly, but Leonard Fournette should have a pretty active role this week inside the offense, uh, given that he can get some room to run. Damian Williams uh, is officially ruled out uh, for week two against the Rams. That was a rib injury that he sustained uh, last week. Uh, you know, he's one of my sleeper picks, unfortunately, has not materialized at this point, uh, but hoping he is able to get on the field here at some point in this Atlanta Falcons offense that is in dire need of another running back. DeAndre Swift ankle is questionable for week two against the commanders. Uh, and he came off one of the best career performances that he's had so far where he posted 175 yards on 18 touches. So uh, we do expect him to play through this ankle injury uh, that he apparently sustained in week one. Uh, we don't think that's anything more than managing reps here in practice. And we expect him fully to be on the field here for week two. Um, that was it for running backs because my mic was muted. I'll, I'll kind of touch base again on the quarterbacks quarterback position. Uh, we talked about, uh, Herbert who came off injury from, uh, last night's game. I uh, just happened to be a rib cartilage in his day to day. So not a, not a big concern for, for Justin Herbert. Uh, Winston is questionable, but expected to play, uh, versus the Buccaneers. And uh, that was a back issue. He came off the, the, the field shortly in, in week one, but was able to return and score a couple touchdowns in, in, in quarter four. Uh, Mac Jones, the last quarterback on the list, illness is returned to practice on Friday, and we are fully expecting him to suit up here this weekend. Uh, moving on to wide receivers, excuse me, we have KJ Hamler, who was officially ruled out today uh, with a knee and hip issue for week two. They're one to play it safe with KJ Hamler. Um, then you have wide receiver Kaderis Tony, who just always seems to be on this injury report, whether it's the first day of practice or or the first day of camp. Tony just seems to be having just reoccurring injuries left and right. Uh, when on the field, it's, there's no doubt how talented Kadarius Tony can be, uh, but he seems to be in the doghouse inside this New York Giants offense and has not earned the graces of the new coaching staff. So uh, he did have a, a setback with that hamstring at practice this week. Uh, seeing that he played limited snaps last week, I would not be surprised if they did rule him out or if they if they became down a game to time decision and he is in the game. I would not be wanting to rely on Kadaris Tony this week. So if you have other options, I'd be looking at those other options, uh, even if they aren't the most enticing options for your fantasy team. Uh, it can't get much worse than what we saw out of Kadaris Tony last week from Snapshare. Um, Alan Lazard uh, ankles questionable for week two here against the Bears. Uh, he was limited all three practices this week, so he is in a better spot than he was last week. 
uh, from a practice standpoint. Uh, and we saw how much this offense was struggling, uh, especially in the wide receiver corps. So I would expect Alan Lazard to be um, playing this week against the Bears, even if it is a limited capacity. Uh, I think his presence is going to be much needed for Aaron Rodgers uh, and, and what he's going to need from, from his, his receivers. Uh, I mentioned earlier, Chris Godwin was ruled out with a hamstring injury for week two against the Saints. Again, Godwin is on my fade list as well. I was worried about re-injury of the ACL and also him trying to push it. Uh, he did try to push it too hard in his first week against Dallas. Uh, luckily, it was just a hamstring and not a re-injury of his ACL. Um, but this this Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense has uh, limited practices all week from either Russell Gage, Mike Evans, Julio Jones. So um, those guys do seem to be more on the optimistic side of questionable. But uh, I do think that... Um, there's going to be, you know, some concern here in this offense, like we talked about with Leonard Fournette. The this this offensive line is 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 already starting to become a concern with injuries. So something to be mindful of. Watch the reports as we get into Sunday morning. Looking for Mike Evans, but I do expect to play. Looking for Julio Jones, who I also do expect to play. Um, but I would just be mindful of those players and make sure you have a backup plan. But I do expect both those receivers to play as Chris Godwin is ruled out. Um Kyle Phillips uh, kind of burst on the scenes in this this offseason. Uh, he started to become a fan favorite on Twitter. Uh, he was limited in practice uh, today for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, he did have a non-contact jersey on, so uh, I, I'm expecting him to play, though, on Monday Night Football against the Bills. Um, it's it's he's I think it's just questionable at this point, but we do want to see if he gets into practice tomorrow, so make sure that we're, we're mindful of Kyle Phillips and and um and and what's happening if you are relying him inside your offense um as we get in a little deeper andy isabella here is um ruled out for the cardinals um so we also have rondell moore who was ruled out for the cardinals uh so this 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 wide receiver core is starting to see um quite a bit of 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 challenges already but we saw zach ertz who kind of played in a limited fashion Last week, I would expect him to be on the field a little bit more. So if you do have Zach Rich in your lineups, this is a great week to fire him up with both receivers ruled out. Uh, we still have DeAndre Hopkins, who's suspended, of course, for the first six weeks. So uh, this is definitely going to be an Ertz week and another Marquise Brown week, hopefully a little bit better than we saw in week two, uh, week one. Braxton Berrios' heel is questionable uh, for week two against Cleveland. Uh, he did get practices in on Thursday and Friday, so it's it's more than likely going to play. Uh, appears to be you know definitely a part of this offense. Uh, I don't think anyone's relying on him outside of best ball, though. Bellis Jones' uh, hamstring is doubtful for week two against the Packers. Uh, we don't really want to start much in this ch- Chicago offense anyways, outside of Darnell Moody and Cole Komet, who both kind of put up duds in week one. So I would say stray away from any other wide receivers on the Bears anyhow. So T. Higgins, uh, as the last receiver here on this injury report, concussion is expected to play week two against the Cowboys. Um, he was listed officially as questionable, but he did get in a full practice on Friday. So. Uh, we are assuming he is going to be on the field here week two, which is going to be good for fantasy purposes, um, but still be mindful as you're heading in the weekend. But again, we, we expect him to be on the field. Uh, moving on to the tight end position. Um, so we already talked about Zach Ertz. Uh, he was not listed on the final injury report. As I stated earlier, uh, his calf injury, we do expect to see um, more snap reps out of Zach Ertz and, and a lot more usage. Um, Kittle, um, groin is technically questionable. Uh, he did practice today, uh, but I don't think he's going to be playing on Friday. If they do, it's going to be in a very limited capacity. So I'd be looking elsewhere, uh, for your tight end options. If you do have George Kittle, 
Uh, some options that you can be looking at on your waiver wire if you still have access to or Juwan Johnson, who saw a lot of snap reps, Tyler Conklin, who saw 91% snaps. So those are kind of players that you could be eyeballing for cheap inside of your fantasy leagues um, that you can add uh, in order to kind of get you by in the meantime if George Kittle is declared out. So again, uh, be mindful, though. It is a game time decision. We do we do um, think there's a chance he plays, but at what capacity is yet to be seen. Uh, Brevin Jordan is questionable for week two against the Broncos, although uh, his week one performance was questionable as well. Uh, We saw two touchdowns from OJ Howard. Uh, Do not be chasing fantasy points. We talked about this yesterday on the podcast with Jody Smith, the full-time fantasy. Um, And if you look at the snap counts, uh, OJ Howard was very limited on snaps, um, primarily just touchdowns. And that's not something you want to be relying um, on from a fantasy perspective. Uh, CJ Uzoma is doubtful for week two against the Browns. Again, going back to Tyler Conklin, this is another sneaky play inside home leagues. Uh, and even in, in some high stakes leagues, he's still available on the waiver wire. And as I stated earlier, he had a 91% plus snap share. And with Uzoma now off, we expect him to be damn near hundred percent outside this, this jets offense. And, uh, uh, I think that is it for the tight end position. While you guys have you here, if you have any start sit questions, feel free to load them in. I'd be more than happy to answer any start-sit questions that you have, uh, or even if it's just uh, maybe outlook for players, go ahead and type those questions in right now. I'd be more than happy to get them answered. Um, I do have some start-sit questions that were posted on Twitter, so I'm going to go ahead and read those right now in the meantime, as I have um, you guys typing in your questions. This one comes from Brog, B-R-A-W-G, at Big Haas on Twitter. He has a 10-team full PPR. He wants to know who to start in the flex. He's got CD, Bateman, and Edmonds. Uh, I am going to be going Edmonds out of this group just because uh, Dallas Cowboys have their quarterback woes right now. Um, Bateman uh, is definitely the wide receiver one of this offense, but Edmonds is going to probably be seeing just as many targets out of the backfield as well as the touches, uh, and we probably want to see a nice bounce back week in week two. So uh, for the for big underscore Haas on Twitter, that's going to be a 10-team PPR. I'm starting Edmonds out of that group. Uh, we also had a couple other questions on the channel. Let me find them. One came in late last night. Um, all right. He was asking. Can't find it, so I'll find it in a minute. If you guys have any Star Seed questions, please fire them up. I'd be more than happy to get those answered. Um, and for those of you who are just tuning in, uh, the beginning of the podcast, I had my mic muted, unfortunately. Um, so uh, just ignore the first couple minutes. Jose has his first question in here. If Pittman is out, what could we expect from Paris Campbell? So Alec Pierce was also uh, ruled out this week. So I would think that if Pittman is in, in fact ruled out, I would expect a pretty big week from Campbell. Sneaky play is also going to be Mo Alley-Cox. Uh, and probably see an uptick in usage as well from Naheem Hines. So um, I would definitely be focused here on Paris Campbell if he's available inside your leagues or if you have him on your team and you are a Pittman owner, I would say out of desperation, you're probably going to want to throw him in. Um, of course, if Pittman is active, it's a it's a must start. You have to throw him in. So I would definitely say that that you have to play him if he's if he's in even on, on, on a questionable tag. Um but uh, Campbell is definitely a sneaky play and has a lot of upside because if you take a look at uh, the the snap counts from last week, Paris Campbell uh, was on the field quite a bit. So I'm going to pull those up right now so I can give you exact stats so that way you know uh, exactly how much he was on the field. Um, 
So snap counts. Let me go to my handy handy dandy tool here real quick and uh, head on over to the um, Indianapolis Colts. And I'll tell you exactly how many snaps. So in the wide receiver position for the Colts, um, we saw Michael Pittman with 97.8% snaps. Of course, he is the the lead dog. And then we saw Ashton Doolin with 34.8. And then we had um, Alec Pierce, who saw 51.1. And coming in second was Paris Campbell in the snap counts with 77.2. So again, if we if we have no Michael Pittman here in, in week two, uh, Paris Campbell is going to be the play at wide receiver. Uh, unless you have some other crazy options that you, you just drafted this monster team and and you have the ability to plug and play uh, somebody else who's a surefire wide receiver, you know, two or one, I, I would definitely go that route. But I would definitely say that you're going to want to be playing Paris Campbell if you are a Pittman owner and you're out of Pittman. Um, we have another start sit question here from Soothing Sleep. Mike Thomas, DK London, uh, sorry, DK, Drake London. That was hard for me to read. Michael Carter, PPR, need to start two. Um, I am going to be playing um, Drake London and Michael Thomas. So Michael Thomas was heavily involved inside uh, the red zone. We did see this offense kind of struggle and lag. I mean, we, literally, Jameis Winston had like 55 yards heading into the fourth quarter. So it, was, it wasn't pretty, um, but they definitely got there. But looking at the snaps and Michael Thomas's first game back in, in about a year and a half, he played 60.7% of the snaps. <laughs> Um, he did have uh, two touchdowns, as you all know. So he ended up going eight targets, five receptions, fifty-seven yards, and two scores. Now that that touchdown, um, the touchdown rate is definitely unsustainable. But if we can see anywhere from eight to ten targets again, maybe an uptick to 70, 70 snaps here, seventy percent snaps in week two from Michael Thomas, and we start to see him hit the field a little bit more. Um, I would expect to see closer to ten targets. Uh, closer to 70 yards and probably, you know, projections wise, a half a score. But if he's able to if he's able to get in the end zone, then great. That that play is going to play off for you. And Drake London, uh, on the contrary, uh, we talk about the snaps. Uh, he was heavily involved inside of this offense. Um, and we take a look at the snap counts for them as well for the wide receivers. And Drake London saw the 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 Atlanta leading 72 percent snaps inside this wide receiver core. Uh, Olamid Zacchaeus saw 60 percent snaps inside this wide receiver core. So um, we fully expect London to be the alpha dog here. Um, he had a pretty good showing for his rookie rookie game. He had seven targets, five receptions, 74 yards. He did not find the end zone, but I think he has a pretty damn good shot to do it this week. So I'm going to be starting Michael Thomas and Drake London. Uh, next question we have here is from Chris Galvin. Edmonds or Waddle in a half point PPR. I'm starting Edmonds all day. If you go back and if you've watched that full game, that touchdown that Waddle scored on, uh, in my opinion, was was pretty fluky. Um, it was a fourth and seven play. Uh, they ended up going for it. They threw it, you know, across the middle to him. Uh, there was a broken tackle across the middle, and he and he broke out down the field for a touchdown. Uh, if you take out that that touchdown. Um, Waddle, I think was, I mean, I'm going to pull it up just to make sure I'm exactly right. So that play was 42 yards. So if you subtract that out, he only had 27 yards on three more catches. So this was my concern with Waddle heading into the 2022 season. Uh, he has a lot of, 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 of competition and targets one from Tyreek Hill, who in my opinion is still one of the best receivers in the NFL Two from Edmonds, who you're debating on in the start. 
and Edmonds gets all of the the targets that's going to be behind the line of scrimmage or in the flats, and that's where Jalen Waddle has saw a lot of success. Also, he saw a lot of success in the in inside the slot, which is where Tyreek is also running routes this year as well. So, in my opinion, Waddle is going to be competing against targets versus both those those players, both Edmonds and Tyreek. Um, and again, that touchdown on fourth and seven was kind of fluky. So. Um, he, his stat line, just looking at box scores was great four for five, 69 yards and a score, but that one play 42 yards on a fourth and seven conversion where two, two defenders ran into each other, tackling him, um, film tells a different story. So I'm definitely going to be sitting Edmonds or sitting Waddle in, in favor of Edmonds for, for your team for half point PPR. Um, oh, you have Jeff Wilson as well. Oh, that was for the, um. That was for this start sit. Uh, still, still the same for a soothing sleep. I'd still start the Michael Thomas and Drake London, uh, e- even with Wilson there, because we saw what Shanahan said today, and it was going to be a hot hand approach. And anytime Shanahan admits to a hot hand approach, we want to kind of wait and see what's going to happen inside this backfield and, and then kind of play it by ear for the following week. Uh, we have another start sit question here. So again, folks, if you have any start sits, go ahead and just load them up. This this podcast was primarily uh, injury recap in the beginning, and unfortunately, my mic was was muted. Thank you for uh, Jose to let me know for the first about four minutes. So if you if you were if you're part of that, just ignore the first four minutes, and I'll I'll put a tag inside uh, inside YouTube that flags it where 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 it actually starts. So uh, that way, you're not just sitting around waiting for me to talk, and and you have no idea what's happening. But uh, back to the start sick questions. PPR two of these three. He needs Henderson, Hunt, Dylan. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um. I'm probably going Dylan and Hunt here. Uh, I I love Henderson, um, but Hunt saw more snaps than Chubb. Dylan looked amazing inside this offense. We're fully expecting them to utilize two backs moving forward. Uh, I'd say every week we have Aaron Jones and Dylan as must starts, especially with the the troubles they're having inside the wide receiver corps for 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 um, Aaron Rodgers and these um, Green Bay Packers. With uh, Lazard back though, we do expect to see a, you know a little bit more usage inside that regard, but I test still I'm gonna lean Hunt and Dylan here. Um we just don't know what's gonna happen with McVeigh. I don't expect um Cam Akers to lead this backfield in touches or anytime soon. I would expect him to see probably a little bit more work this week than we saw week one against the Bills, but I'm definitely gonna start Hunt and Dylan here pretty pretty easily. Um trade question here trade Higgins for Michael Thomas and PPR. Um I'm assuming that you own Higgins and I would be holding Higgins. I would not be trading Higgins away from Michael Thomas. So uh, if it's dynasty, that changes things. So I'm going to say dynasty. Absolutely. You want to, you want to get um, Higgins side, but uh, if it's redraft again, Michael Thomas, I said earlier, he saw 60% of the snaps, two touchdowns. This offense looked pretty pitiful in the first three quarters, the fourth quarter, the candlelight, uh, but Higgins is in the better offense with the better quarterback. Uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to want the Higgins side all day here in PPR. Giselle says, if Pittman is out, I'm going to start CD and A-Rob. Uh, Edmonds is in one of my flex spots, but between Hall, McKenzie, Nico Collins, I am just starting Hall, right? Also, Logan Thomas or Cole Komet. Uh, Cole Komet's showing was pretty ugly week one. I think we're going to see some some uh, up and down weeks from Cole Komet. Logan Thomas uh, in this, this offense looked better than I anticipated week one, but uh, you have better options here. I would definitely say Hall is definitely the option here. He was uh, one, I think he's the only running back who saw 10 targets in week one. Um, so very heavily involved into the passing game. That was kind of game script related, but we do expect him to be playing from behind on on most of these, these occasions. So I, I do also expect to see Hall get an uptick in carries on the ground. 
uh, and for them to rely on a two-back system between Carter and Hall. So I think it's a pretty easy Hall pick here for me over McKenzie and Collins, uh, and I'm avoiding the tight ends. Well, hopefully I changed your mind because you were leaning Logan Thomas. So unless it's tight end premium, if it's tight end premium, a case could be made for Logan, but I'm definitely starting Hall over over any of those guys. Um, any other questions, guys? I'm, I'm going to look through you, uh, Twitter real quick because I know we had some questions on Twitter that I was trying to find one from late last night uh, that came down. Um, but if you have any questions right now is the time to ask them. The beginning of the pod, I just ran through um, ran through the injury recaps to see if they were going to be affecting any of your lineups. Um, but uh, this gives us. Um, that gives us a little bit more time. We've got to watch for the Saturday final news. And also we want to make sure that you're checking um, the active list and inactive list, I should say inactive list on Sunday mornings to come out an hour and a half for games. Uh, the question that I finally found on Twitter, I had a couple in there uh, was from David Jerwakwick. I probably butchered that, but uh, his question was in PPR league. He needs one Ramondre, Jeff Wilson or Michael Carter. Um, I think Wilson automatically gets kind of thrown out of that equation for me just because of, of the uncertainty at that position and who's going to be leading touches. Uh, it's going to be between Ramondre and Michael Carter here. Um, I'm going to go Carter just because we saw the role that he had. He had nine targets compared to Hall's 10. Uh, he was pretty heavily involved inside um, this offense. He looked really good, too. Like, if you watch the game, he just was explosive. He was quick. He was finding the holes. He had good vision. Um, I was very impressed uh, with Michael Carter. If you go back and 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 look at my early analysis, uh, in we're talking like pre-draft, so uh, this was it was March and April timeline. Uh, I was very high on Carter. I loved Michael Carter and, and what he was able to do in 2021, and and thought if he given a larger opportunity that he was going to be successful. Um, you know, unfortunately, they drafted Hall. Um, great for them, bad for fantasy for us who have Michael Carter, but. Um, Michael Carter was more involved in week one than, than I did expect. So he saw 59.5% of the snaps, uh, versus Hall who saw 45.2. So damn near 60, 40 split, um, in terms of rush share and rushing snaps, we saw, uh, 20 rushing snaps go to Michael Carter where 45.2 went to Brace Hall, uh, from a target, from a target standpoint and target share, um, Michael Carter and Brace Hall both saw 15.8% of the target share. Um, so I do expect that gap to kind of keep to continue to close as Brees Hall adapts to the NFL speed and and gets you know m- more trust in these coaches. But I think that um, Michael Carter is still going to be the play. Um, so that was a question from Twitter again from uh, David Jerwakwick. Man, I'm probably butchering. That. That's a tough name to say. Um, but back to the show here. Let's go ahead and take a look at some other start sets. Another question here from Soothing Sleep. Uh, Jacoby Myers, uh, Dan Pierce, or Alave at the Flex. I'm going to be going... Um, hmm. Probably go Myers just because of the involvement. It's a tough one, though. I think a real case could be made for Alave. Uh, looking at the snap counts um, from Houston, uh, for, for those who have Pierce, it's a little bit alarming. Uh, we saw 71.4% of the snaps for Rex Burkhead, because uh, that's how we all had it projected, of course, right? No, no I'm just kidding. Nobody had that projected. Uh, Rex Burkhead, 71.4%. Damon Pierce only saw 28.6% of the snaps. 28.6. That's less. I mean, we're talking about less than 30%. And you look at the rushing share, Rex Burkhead saw 50% of the rushing share. He was on, He was involved 
Um, and then Damon Pierce saw 39.3% of the rushing share and target share. It wasn't even close. Rex Burkett saw 22.2% target share versus 2.8% for Damon Pierce. So I'd say until proven otherwise, um, you're going to be wanting to just wait and see with Pierce. Definitely more of a second half play in fantasy leagues. Uh, I'm probably leaning Myers here, but I think a real case could be made for Alave. Uh, that's almost a coin flip for me. Um, we have a comment here. Thank you. Use your draft rankings and drafted Jefferson, Kelsey, and Pittman from the 105. Very well done. I'm very happy to hear that. I love seeing this these type of comments when people say they dominated their draft using my rankings or that they started. I think Giselle Jones posted on Twitter they started 6-0 and with all their different teams that they have using using the rankings that I provided. So very happy to hear that you your the rankings did well for you inside your leagues, whether it's high stakes or home, whatever it may be. Very glad to hap- and happy to hear that. Um, another question from Giselle Jones, Logan Thomas or Cole Komet for my tight end spot, PPR. Um, I'm going to go Cole Komet here. I, again, I'm going to go with the talent. Logan Thomas is just getting old. Um, we could take a look at... Um, the offense and the quarterbacks, and I, there's a, there's there's much debate here, but I'm gonna go with the with the with the the for sure talent. I'm gonna pick Cole Komet over Logan Thomas. Uh, Jose has another one here. Pick two for the flex PPR: Claypool, Gabe Davis, Allen Robinson. Wow, this is you have a lot of options here. Stevenson or Hall? Ooh, let me read that over again. So pick two for the flex PPR: Claypool, Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis a must start, so that's one. So pick one now between Claypool. Allen Robinson, Gage, Stevenson, or Hall. So this is going to come down to Sunday. And I think um, Godwin's already ruled out. But for whatever reason, if Julio was ruled out, the easy answer is Gage. If Julio is in, now the question is Hall or Stevenson for me. Um, Allen Robinson, I know we all drafted him in the top four rounds, but has has another very tough matchup here um, in week two. So I would not be surprised to see him have another dud. Now, if you wanted to gamble, I think Allen Robinson by far has the most upside out of all these guys, but just be mindful. It's a very, very tough matchup, and I would not be shocked to see another um, underwhelming performance here in week two from Allen Robinson. So I'm going to lean Hall here just because of the targets and the involvement that we saw from him inside the passing game, as well as his usage in the rushing game. So I think it's the most for sure thing. Now, if you wanted to shoot upside, then I would be going on Robinson. But again, I'm just going to have kind of a word of caution just because that matchup is going to be very difficult. Um, I think that's it guys. Unless everybody has any more start sick questions. I, d- I don't see any more on Twitter. Um, if you have any more, now's your chance or forever hold your peace um, or sp- whatever the saying is. I'm butchering that one, um, but just speak now or forever hold your peace is the saying. There we go. Finally found it, um, but go ahead and throw in those questions. That's I'm going to wrap it up now, but I'd be more than happy to answer a few more before I head out. Uh, tomorrow's my wife's birthday, so I'm I'm not going to be that available by Twitter, message, DMs, or even on on uh, Discord. I'm going to be flying the family to the coast in the plane and having having a little uh, beach day with the, with with the family. I'll be back late tomorrow night and gearing up for rankings heading into Sunday, and I'll be available Sunday morning for any more start sick questions, and especially as we have the active uh, inactive list posted as we get closer to kickoff. But um, now is your time to ask questions, because I'm going to be answering those live right here for the next couple minutes, and then I'm going to be wrapping up and, and getting geared up for the coast for my wife's birthday. Um, question here from Locke. I think it's Vong. I'm, I'm bad at pronouncing names, so I apologize. Full PPR, pick two, Bateman, Mooney, Elijah Moore. 
Uh, Bateman's 100% in for me. I The debate is either going to be Mooney or Elijah Moore. I know Mooney had a bad week, but I'm going to lean Mooney here in 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 this scenario. I think they're going to have a, a better week against the Packers. So uh, I'm going to lean Mooney here. So Bateman Mooney for me, uh, if you if you just if you feel like you want to start more, I think a real case could be made for more. Um, but uh, I'm going to lean Mooney. I, I just love Mooney's talent. And and I think that uh, the Niners have a solid defense and just kind of shut down um, the rhythm. Plus, you look at this game, that last game, and that last game was so wet. It was it was it was pouring down rain. So it was very hard for them to throw the ball. So. I'm going to chop it up as as weather and 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 week one jitters and also facing a, a pretty elite defense and say start Mooney here with Bateman. Um, another question from Michelle Jones: What do you think about London over CD? Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean CD Lamb is just. I mean, if we had Dak Prescott, this is not even a question. So I understand why you're asking this question. Um, I'm still going to lean CD here. I I I. I He's still an elite talent, and uh, we saw they were able to move the ball, you know, fairly well um, down the stretch or down the end of that last game when when Dak was was pulled out with the injury. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say CD still here. I although a real case could be made for London, and I understand why you're going there, but I I'm gonna say don't get cute yet and go ahead and just start CD. Um, thank you, Giselle. Yep, very very happy to be going. To the coast of the family, always love our little family vacays, even if it's just a little quick day trip. Um, Jose has another one here. PPR, if Pittman is out, Elijah Moore or DK uh, or, or DJ? I'm assuming that meant, I'm assuming you meant DK Metcalf, not DJ Moore or Metcalf. Can you just clarify, Jose, that that's not a third one, that it's not Elijah Moore, DJ Moore, and Metcalf? Just, I'll come back to that. Just go ahead and clarify. Um, and then we have a comment here from the Sheep. Thanks for the answers with context. Uh, glad. Thank you. Thank you for calling me the man. I'll take it. I'll take, I'll, I'll take the W there. Um, but, um, make sure if you, if you also ever have like last minute, um, questions and I'm not available, I just, because it happens Sunday morning, I'm setting lineups. I'm going through this year. I cut back. I'm only to 46 teams, uh, managed leagues, but it takes me time to run through my rankings. It takes me time to run through my teams and get everything set in Sunday morning. So if for every reason you miss it, um, I am updating those live on Fantasy Pros as well, so you can always find them there. But it usually not finalized until right before kickoff. So, but always shoot me a DM on Discord. Probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. I turned on the notifications for the Museo channel. I missed a few of your questions earlier uh, in the season, so I apologize for that. Um, clarification here from Jose is it was DK Metcalf, so it wasn't the third player. So the question was if Pittman is out, Elijah Moore or DK Metcalf. I'm going to go ahead and go DK here. I know that the stat line was pretty ugly, but uh, he did see quite a bit of targets. So hoping that they get it a little bit more together to be able to push the ball down the field a bit more, maybe throw some some, some more 50-50 balls up to him. Maybe he sees some more red zone targets. So I'm going to go DK Metcalf here. Um, I'm fine either way, quite frankly, but I'm I'm going to go for DK Metcalf. I'm going for the talent over over this the situation. Um, I think that is it, everybody. So I want to thank you for tuning in. Again, if you just tuned in, you wanted to rewind, just kind of ignore the first couple minutes. Uh, my mic was muted. We got that fixed. Thank you to Jose for letting me know uh, that I was muted and we got it fixed pretty early on. Uh, I'll tag the time as well inside YouTube uh, in the notes uh, so that way you can just skip to the, the, the beginning where there's actual sound. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Quick show on the injury recap and start sits. Again, if you have any more, shoot a message to me inside the Discord channel. We'll talk soon. Take care. 
and have a good night and good luck in your matchups for week two.